let go stop seeking to blame others because experience is the lesson you then choose what you create from that experience you are the creator Welcome to the Talking Minds podcast. Come join us as we chat about a whole host of mindset related issues, giving you both the male and female perspective. Don't miss out on the exciting interviews we'll be conducting with some truly inspirational guests. My name is Marcus Matthews and I'm a rapid transformational therapist whose quest is to transform people's minds to reach their own personal greatness. My name is Tracy Carroll, I'm a Rapid Transformational Therapy Practitioner and my mission is to end the stigma surrounding mental health issues and show people they no longer need to suffer in silence. begin so welcome everybody welcome to the talking minds podcast i can't even get my teeth in today welcome to the talking minds podcast again um i'm on my own i'm on my own again but actually quite pertinent really to be on my own with what i'm going to be talking about today which is the obviousness of serenity now i i wrote a blog um about this on my website makeyourlifecount.co.uk but I actually wanted to take this onto the podcast because I think it's really pertinent at this moment in time when the world just seems a little bit crazy, when the world just seems a little bit mad and we're looking for answers and we're looking to how we can get back to a, or even find a serene life, um, a peaceful life. So I want to share with you some of the thoughts um, that I have around this, some of the things that have come out from working with clients recently. I have been working with some clients who've had anxiety issues around covid they've had anxiety issues around the way that their normal has really changed one of the greatest obstacles we have to overcome in order to transform is to accept that our past reality may not always serve us now or in the future and we tend to cling on to what we know like a child clinging on to a parent you know in that scary or difficult situation as a child you go to your parents to seek solace, to seek peace, to seek serenity, to feel loved, to feel calm. This analogy embodies the very core of why we act and react in the way that we do. 
you know, for those who've worked with me, you'll know that very much what we do is about recognizing and empowering that inner child. But I want to take that to a new level, really, and maybe just reframe the inner child. You may have heard a lot about the inner child um, from various different things that you might have read or you might see. It might be the first time you're hearing about the inner child. But the inner child is really that voice, you know, that that voice inside you, that thing, the real you, not the body of who you are. That, that 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 voice inside you the one that tells you you know I, I i feel fear i feel anxious it's that it's the voice that really does connect with the feelings and the thoughts and feelings really are not ours i mention this a lot to my clients that they're not ours they're created by your experiences and the feelings of the past so when we have that awareness we can we can start to let go of things you know um especially in our physical lives um, a lot of feelings are like stabilizers on a bike, you know, or the need for our parents to feed us food. When we were younger, when we were first riding a bike, we needed those stabilizers. We needed that. And our parents were there to feed us. And as we grow up, we start to gain our independence. But many things, feelings, which are more emotional, which are more non-physical, um, are our needs for acceptance, love, freedom, peace, serenity. Um, are very much anchored in feelings and we often seek to find things from others um, to create that connection, that validation and even really to drive our purpose. But if we can't find that thing that we need to give us that security, I guess, that serenity, we look to other things that will replace that. We're looking outwardly for that serenity. We're looking outwardly to find the thing um, that will feed that addiction. And and what underlies a lot of any addiction or any feeling is is the feel feeling to feel safe. It, it's never about the thing, but about the feeling that the thing gives us. However short-lived, we seek a feeling, not the thing itself, yet we're taught that things will bring us serenity. And why is that? Well, let's look at the way that the television and our media is working at the moment. You know, COVID is kind of the big brand thing at the moment. You know, and why is it that people are having to change? They're having to change to survive. So if we take McDonald's, I don't know why McDonald's, but if we take McDonald's, if they didn't sell burgers, more likely they would be broke if they didn't adapt and change and all they did was sell burgers they become broke millions of people would lose their jobs shareholders would lose their money and maybe if they've not got the investments their homes so they will have this big fall and the, the pandemic certainly is showing us that we've had such a, a drastic change that you know some people are not surviving well you know um and we hold on we hold on to these things like a baby holding on to its parent for security and when that parental thing has been taken away you know that is when the fear sets in and this is why this pandemic is so dangerous it's not the virus the virus is a thing it is the thought of what the thing the virus can take away from us our freedom you know and once you can accept that you can lose everything even your physical life that may be hard to kind of comprehend but even if you can accept that one day you will die and you don't know where that is and that everything will be okay and when you accept that actually your body was never yours in the first place you know whatever you've got was never yours in the first place and this pain and hurt is actually an indicator however painful 
if you accept that fact, accept that you will be okay, then, and only then, can you find true peace. So let me put, give you a bit of an analogy about how powerful our words are and the way in which we can put something on this, okay, which is not a thing in regards to something we buy. Let's have a look at something we have. So just think of this phrase, my hand. We'd all say, you know, if you've got hands, you say, it's my hand, it's my hands, it's my head, it's my leg. But you are not your hand. It is yours, like an iPad or a Prada handbag, you know, a car, a house. Your hand is a tool. It's something that you use. It is not you. It's not your soul. It's not your spirit. It's not the essence of you. It's not the energy. It's not the thing that is inside you, the thing that talks to you, the thing that you have a conversation with. And we all do it, so don't lie. Yet the seeking, the thing we want, does not bring us the feeling we require. And if you think about that, the way in which we, we grow up, the way society tells us to search for the thing that will give us the peace, the serenity that we are after, actually causes us stress, you know, panic, the feeling of failure to obtain what society tells us um, will bring us, you know, this is what we should desire. This very ease that we seek actually brings dis-ease. You know, you feel inadequate because someone says you should have or you should be this job, you should have this car, you should have this home. That is a belief, conscious or subconscious. See, no one in power of influence gives you self-empowerment. You know, people can give you the space so you can empower yourself, but it, it is self-empowerment. Um, the people you seek the answers from often have their own interests at heart. So even if you have an amazing boss who is really empowering, the reason why they're really emp empowering you is because they, they seek that they know that by empowering you, it will empower them. So they are actually giving to themselves by giving to you. But we're told that to give to ourselves is selfish. You know, you know why can why can people are successful? Why, why do they serve themselves first, but you cannot? Who says you cannot? You know, I, I personally have been criti criti critical um, about the fact that, you know, we look at our MPs and they certainly are looking after themselves. And I'm not denoting the style in which they do it is, is good or bad. I'm just looking to the point of why people serve themselves. But you maybe feel that you cannot, you have to give. And you have that feeling of, I give, I give, I give, I give, but I never receive. See, the majority of people are really living abundant lives. I mean, the 1% of the 1% who've got money, they've got freedom of mind. All know that if they lost it, it doesn't matter. You know, they, they choose to serve themselves first because they know you can't drink from an empty cup. And I've mentioned this before. You know, if you give without giving to yourself, you will over time become thirsty, tired, drained. Now, you may be going, oh, yeah, Marcus, that's great, fantastic. But, you know, the government have power. I can't do as I please. Now, this is not true when you start to look at what it is you want to give yourself. Yes, if you are looking for things. So if you're looking for a brand new car and you go, well, if I go and steal a car because I can't afford it. I'm going to get arrested. Absolutely. But why are you buying the car? Why are you stealing the car? 
what is it that it is giving you? Because when you boil it all down, what we're looking for is acceptance, freedom, to feel serene. Often we seek to get the thing, not the feeling. And we forget that what we're seeking is a feeling, not a thing. You can at any time give yourself the feeling you desire when you give away the connecting story which stops you from receiving it. And therein lies the problem. But one of the first things that you can do is just don't let people drink from your cup. Set aside what you wish to do for yourself. It could be just 10 minutes a day journal it you know there's lots of tools out there i do lots of stuff within my own coaching that teaches people how to give to themselves and it doesn't have to you don't have to be a monk you don't have to meditate for hours and hours you know because as you give to yourself and you grow in your own inner strength so will your level of service and the disease or disease will start to go away you know if you're feeding yourself with these negative thoughts you're going to manifest negative things if you start to become at ease stop pushing you manifest the opposite but you choose see no vaccine will bring you serenity no pill will take away pain because you're treating a feeling with a thing yes it may give you temporary respite and yes this is actually its intention, but we cling on to the quick fix. We treat the thing like a parent. We're so busy with things that we forget to look at what the thing gives us. And is it serving us? And are we choosing wisely? So if you think of the thing, as I said before, that we often look to things for security, we often look to things to make us feel safe, like a parent. Do you still live with your parent? Could you live with your parents full time now? You know, if the answer is no, then why would you live full time with the thoughts that are not bringing you peace, love, freedom, serenity? People, things, cannot give you what you truly desire. They cannot truly give you peace. Only you can do that. I've spoken to many prospective clients about giving up smoking and it's really interesting. It's one of the reasons it's kind of pushed me towards maybe writing this, that people will often say that they continue to smoke. Well, even though they know it's bad for them, although they know that they shouldn't do it, it gives them that temporary fix but at the same time they scoff at paying for the knowledge and experience which will give them actually the thing that they want which is the freedom the freedom to break free but for some reason knowledge is not deemed as being of importance the knowledge which you possess inside you is free you just need to know how to get to it but you refuse to seek the actual thing which will give you the thing you desire most. Peace, freedom, serenity. When you pay for knowledge, you pay for knowing. For energy. When you pay for the thing you want. That is an energetic feeling. It's absolutely no different. To say... 
paying for electricity to power your TV. You, you don't get to keep the electricity. The electricity flows in and out. You accept it. That without it, the thing will not work. Then why, when you feed your body and your mind poor energy, poor thoughts, and your picture of life is grainy and interrupted, you're willing to accept this. You wouldn't accept watching Netflix or Coronation Street or whatever on your TV if you were getting energy spikes and every now and again it would go off or it would cause interference with the TV. You you, you wouldn't have it. You'd get an engineering to fix that energy flow problem. But you don't choose to do that within your life. Um, the COVID-19 pandemic is absolutely a case in point. Now, I'm not going to discuss the merits of how this has been handled, but just look at how the media and the governments are tackling the outbreak by repression and shutting down. The disease and the way it's handled is causing further dis ease now yes there's lots of celebrities on tv there's lots of things in the press saying uh, you know exercise more do this do that uh, and there is their advice is relevant on what to do and how to do it but nothing about why why is it that some people are coping some people are thriving whilst others are suffering and i don't mean by having covid but maybe the thought of getting it the feeling of isolation the change in what is familiar why are some okay and others not? The fact is, you are God. You are the creator. When the Bible says God created man in his own image, we take that as a physical representation, as a story. It's tangible. We can visualize it. But what is meant by this is God, the universe, whatever belief system you have. You are God, you are your own creator, and you do have a choice. Now, this isn't a podcast about religion or God, certainly not. But I've been listening on Audible to Neil Donald Walsh's book, Conversations with God. It's something I've been wanting to listen to for some time. There's been other authors that I've read their books and listened to Audible, and, and, and they reference this work by Neil Donald Walsh. Um, and I must admit, at first, I was like, mm, is it about God? Is it about this? But it is an amazing book, and I would recommend you go and read it or listen to it on Audible. Um, but God explains that to first experience love, you must experience loneliness. To experience joy, you must experience pain. If you don't experience the opposite of what it is you desire, then you have nothing to compare it of. You cannot have an experience. The question to why God makes things happen which is a question that we all ask, and I've certainly asked that, you know, if God is all-powerful, why does he create war, hate? And I'm going to paraphrase this from the book, um, but God answers by saying, I created you in my image. I do not control you. I have given you the choice. I have offered you only the experience, and I, God, the universe, gave you choice to choose which feelings you create within you. I have created you in my image. Therefore, you are God. You are the creator. I'm just going to repeat that. I have offered you only the experience and I, God, the universe, gave you choice 
to choose which feelings you create within you. I have created you in my image, therefore you are God, you are the creator. So if we take that and stop seeking to blame others because experience is the lesson, you then choose what you create from that experience. Our societies are built on experience of people in the past. They offer solutions that work for them at that time. Who is to say what is right for them is right for you? Who is to say that their interpretation, even my interpretation of what I'm talking about today is right for you? I'm not saying there is a right or wrong. This is my opinion. I, simply like others, offer a path of choice which may or may not serve you. And I've taken information based on what my image of happiness is. It's an interesting concept and one that I'd really like you to think about. Evolution by its very nature creates and destroys. And from that destruction comes new life. It always has been, always will be. Your feelings that you create are the very fertilizer that allows you to grow abundance. But if you feel, feed your soul with negativity, you'll not grow. It's like feeding a plant with poisonous water. It won't grow, you'll kill it. And if you seek just to trim down the weeds that grow in your life, you will only create a temporary reality. By seeking the root cause and changing how you create your reality and how you feed that reality is, is absolutely the key. Um, recently, I, I asked a number of people um, on Facebook if they would trust the advice from a person who has like, had experience, you know, something personal has happened to them, they've come out the other side, um, anxiety, PTSD, and overcome it, over a medic, a doctor who has merely studied it but has never truly experienced it. So they have come across a lot of people with said symptoms and they have a methodology to work to, but have never truly experienced what that person's gone through. And interestingly, two thirds said they would speak to someone who had been through it and come out the other side. Now, conversely, the medics stated it was irresponsible and people should seek medical advice always. So why is that? Well, they've followed a path that gives them status, ego, and they've been told this is how it is. They cling on to this thought because the inner child is hurt and they seek solace from what they know. Their safety, comfort. Their parent of knowledge of academia who surely can't be wrong. Now, great doctors, great philosophers, great change makers are never rooted to the spot. They allow themselves, if, if like a tree, the tree wasn't flexible in the way that it moved, it would be battered by the winds. And often that analogy of life being like a, a tree, that if we don't flex, and we don't change with the seasons we will become broken and we have to ask ourselves within society now have we become too rigid too fearful now I've never stated which is the right thing to do it's about choice just invokes a question 
but it was interesting the defensiveness when I when I when I when I do this when I ask these questions and 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 seek to change things to look at a problem differently how people need to feel to defend themselves and I know I certainly used to do and it's something that I'm very aware of but we've been defending our family honor our ideas our religions you know most wars have been founded on the inter interpretation of god's word god's word the government's word must not be questioned or there'll be consequences these are the words of god but if we are god they are man's words we have created them in in neil donald walsh's book um god did not create the devil did not create evil man created evil in god's name because we are god we are the creator because god the universe made it so but acceptance of this is hard it's unfamiliar so we deflect we create images and stories to escape the truth that we are the creator the answers to why you need connection do not reside outside of you they reside inside of you the need of that inner child of the inner god has the answers you just need to stop and listen you already have the answers but we are so preoccupied in listening to other person's god not our own and then we criticize when it all goes wrong now i'm a, a massive fan of bob proctor for, you, for those of you who don't know who bob proctor is um, he was kind of the main person in the film The Secret. Um, Bob's been working in this field for a long time. And actually my own coach, um, Joe Bullock, um, worked with Bob directly. And I've done some stuff in some of Bob's groups as well. Um, and you could say that he is a god amongst men. Um, and I took a, a piece from his website, which is ProctorGallagherInstitute.com. Um, and it was about a book that he was given in 1972 um and it's called as a man thinketh and it's by an author called james allen um first published in 1902 and it and it talks about some seemingly simple techniques that are presented to empower and strengthen your character and in the final book sorry the final chapter of the book um, it's called serenity so i'm gonna read this to you so these aren't my words these these are um james allen's words from the book uh, from the final chapter serenity calmness of mind is one of the beautiful jewels of wisdom it is the result of long and patient effort and self-control its presence is an indication of ripened experience and of a more than ordinary knowledge of the laws and operations of thought. A man becomes calm in the measure that he understands himself as a thought evolved being, for such knowledge necessitates the understanding of others as the result of thought. And as he develops a right understanding and sees more and more clearly the internal relations of things by the action of cause and effect. He ceases 
to fuss and fume and worry and grieve and remains poised, steadfast, serene. The calm man, having learned how to govern himself, knows how to adapt himself to others and they in turn reverence in his spiritual strength and feel that they can learn from him and rely upon him. The more tranquil a man becomes, the greater is his success, his influence, his power to be good. Even the ordinary trader will find his business prosper and increase as he develops a greater self-control and equanimity. For people will always prefer to deal with a man whose demeanour is equable. The strong, calm man is always loved and revered. He is like shape-giving tree in a thirst, thirsty land or a sheltered rock in a storm who does not love a tranquil heart, a sweet-tempered, balanced life. It does not matter whether it rains or shines or what changes come to those possessing these blessings for they are always serene, sweet and calm. That exquisite poise of character, which we will call serenity, is the last lesson of culture. It is the flowering of life, the fruitage of the soul. It is as precious as wisdom, more to be desired than gold, yea, than even fine gold. How insignificant mere money-seeking looks in comparison with a serene life. A life that dwells in the ocean of truth beneath the waves, beyond the reach of the tempests, the internal calm. How many people we know who sour their lives, who ruin all that is sweet and beautiful by explosive tempers, who destroy their poise of character and make bad blood. It is a question whether the great majority of people do not ruin their lives and mar their happiness by lack of self-control. How few people we meet in life who are well balanced, who have that exquisite poise which is characteristic of the finished character. Yes, humanity surges with uncontrolled passion, is tumultuous with ungoverned grief, is blown about by anxiety and doubt. Only the wise man, only he whose thoughts are controlled and purified, makes the winds and the storms of the soul obey him. Tempest-tossed souls. Wherever you may be, under whatever conditions you may live, know this. In the ocean of life, the isles of the blessedness are smiling, and the sunny shore of your ideal awaits your coming. Keep your hands firmly upon the helm of thought. In the bark of your soul reclines the commanding master. He does not sleep, wake him. Self-control is strength. Right thought is mastery. Calmness is power. Say unto your heart. Peace, be still.
you enjoyed today's podcast, why don't you come and join us at facebook.com forward slash talking underscore minds. And don't forget to give us a little like. Thanks very much for listening. See you soon. The changes in the new normal are affecting you and you really do need some help then pop over to my website makeyourlifecount.co.uk and you can book your free discovery call to have a chat and to see how I can awaken the inner God you have everything that you need inside you so until the next time have an amazing time and know that you can create your reality whenever you like